you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> this ad is sponsored by Tease Punch. If you're ever wanting to make your event a little more special, you should check out Tease Punch. Tease Punch is a beverage and mobile bartending service providing over 21 customized beverages of all sizes. It's perfect for adults and kids of any age and at any event. So if you're having a cookout, give her a call. Kevin's fifth birthday, Grandma and Pop-Pop's wedding anniversary, you know who to call. You can check them out on Instagram at the World of Tease Punches. Hello, this is Shanae. How would did I almost call myself Shanae? Cause you wanna be like me. <laughs> ah, should I start over? No. Hey guys, this is Sydney. <laughs> Cause you wanna be like Shanae. Hello. <laughs> How was your weekend? How was yours, Shanae? <laughs> I don't know how I did that. <laughs> it was fine. I um. Had a birthday dinner and I was out last night and was very intoxicated and I looked at houses today because you guys know I'm still on the lookout for the perfect home for me to purchase and to get out of my mother's home. Mm-hmm. Prayer warriors, please, please. The home buying process is stressful. Whether you whatever piece of pro- just buying a piece of property. Mm-hmm. Is stressful mm-hmm. and expensive, yes. and it is painful. Mm-hmm. It's a mix between I want the pain of writing that type of check. Mm-hmm. On the same time, I am literally going to cry <sighs> when I write <laughs> that type of check. When you got like a comma and zero zero, like right? Ooh, give me hives <laughs> just thinking about it. But I need my own place. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Okay. Um, my weekend was good. Thursday, uh, my best friend from Texas is in town, so I hung out with him Thursday night. Um, Friday, I went to New York to see the live podcast um, for the KZ crew. That's DJ Envy and his wife, Gia Casey. Um, so that was cool. Um, that was fun. Hang out in New York. For the weekend, went to a comedy show on Saturday um, and came on back today. I got back literally like 10 minutes before coming here to record. So, that was my weekend. Okay. What's going on in the media? Um, I just, I'm going to start with something I saw on the shade room that made me go, I love this. Okay. Lyft is creating a... um. Zen mode feature for passengers yes. who don't like to talk, and that's me. Mm-hmm. And I hate that you can't get judged by that because right. they can rate you back. Mm-hmm. I've never been a person who's been chatty in an Uber, Lyft, anything right. outside of "Hey, how you doing?" Because I always speak. Mm-hmm. After that, like I don't want to talk. Right. And like <sighs> the last time I was on a Lyft, and I actually was dog tired. I was exhausted. I was coming back from a conference. 
and he was so chatty and I was just kind of quiet and he was like oh you look so tired I'll leave you be <laughs> and for that very reason alone he got five stars and a tip because he picked <laughs> up on the fact that like I was trying mm-hmm. to be nice mm-hmm. but I really just wanted you to drive me home right. I don't want to talk <laughs> I really like I'm the type of Uber lift driver you don't even have music on <laughs> I don't need nothing just have just music. just just make sure the temperature in the car. Ask me about the temperature in the car because I might be hot. I might be cold. Mm-hmm. Other than that, just give me to my location safely. Right. I promise you, I don't need nothing else. I don't want to hear about any of your stories. <laughs> and like, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. And so, if they're creating that where they know she's a Zen mode person, she not gonna give you much. Right. The only time I've appreciated. A Lyft driver talking was in New Orleans. She like invited us to a party. She was cool. Outside of that, I didn't. I never really needed to talk. But I do enjoy good music because one guy dropped me off and I was like jamming the whole way home and he did not say a word to me and I was thankful. I just like you don't have to talk to me. <laughs> it will be cool. You'll get five stars. You'll get a tip. Mm-hmm. Just you know, move on. Anyway, moving on. I read an article about. That male birth control pill mm-hmm. passes, uh, I guess, like the first set of safety tests. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited because I feel like why do we only got to be the ones subjected to mm-hmm. those type of methods? Right. Um, oh, wow. I did not take my pill today. <laughs> I'm late. <laughs> I just realized that <laughs> after the show. Um, I feel like that would be great because I feel like. I don't know, I feel like sometimes, outside of condoms, I feel like birth control, it seems like sometimes it's more of a burden placed on women sometimes. It is. And I just feel like, nah, nah, take two to tango, buddy. They should have as many options as we do, and they Mm -hmm. should be held as responsible to take care of themselves, Mm -hmm. too. I would love it. My man on birth control, so am I. I feel ready. I feel good. I feel extra safe. I'm ready to throw it down, because I'm like, we're in the clear, Okay. (laughs) So get that going. Get that going. And some of y'all know y'all need it. Uh-uh. Especially for people who just don't like condoms, whatever. I mean, no one likes them. But you know what I mean? Like, when they act like it's such a thing, mm-hmm. now you got a pill to pop, brother. <laughs> so now, you know what? You don't get nobody pregnant. You know, I can't help you with the clap, though, but you're not getting nobody pregnant. And, I mean, you can't get trapped. Or caught up. Right. <laughs> you know, she nobody's club up. Once again, you know, the gonorrhea and stuff. I don't know. If you really don't, that's not really your concern, then who am I to even bring that up? Right. You know? You should be concerned with that too, but maybe well, maybe you know people's people like status. Long term relationships, like they're not concerned about the S T D part, but they're more concerned about just not getting pregnant. Well I'm saying to me, I feel like we're in a relationship and you guys agree mm-hmm. to not use protection and you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. whatever, that's yeah. what y'all agree upon. Yeah. For me to have their agreement, I would still want us both to just have a clean bill of health, mm-hmm. get tested. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about people and people act this way who just don't be using yeah. condoms and just be having sex. <laughs> and they don't know the person's status. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're in some long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you playing with fire Literally and figuratively. Uh, and when stuff start burning, that whole busting nut won't feel as good Lord. when you pee, when it hurts when you pee. Oh, God. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> STIs are not to play with. That's true. You know, protect yourself. <laughs> you want to bang it out? Bang it out safely. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. For women and men. Mm-hmm. Just be safe. Anyway, moving on. I never talked about this, and I meant to, because we talked about R. Kelly, and mm-hmm. I never brought up his song. Oh, yeah. Um, never heard it. It's too long. <laughs> I've heard clips of it mm-hmm. and kind of like looked at the lyrics of it. Yeah, and people have like given me synopsis of it. So one part I'll read. I admit I F with all the ladies. That's both older and younger ladies. But tell me how they call it pedophile because of that ish. That's crazy. You may have your opinions, entitled to your opinions, but really, am I supposed to go to jail, lose my career because of your opinion? And I just want to say, part of that is the law. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> so, uh, you're right. People can have their opinions, but the whole like pedophile thing, that's illegal. That's <laughs> not just like a choice, like red or white, a Coke or Pepsi, like... <laughs> That's a law. So that's the like that's the one part I read like mm, think you're reaching our Kelly. And um he talked about the cult and saying that he feel like it's silly. He's saying he's not perfect, he's never perfect, but him saying that they're abusing, like that's absurd. Um and then saying what's even the definition of a cult, what's the definition of a sex slave? Go to the dictionary, look it up, let me know. I'll be here waiting. <sighs> <laughs> so I mean he pretty much defends himself he does talk about some of his childhood and and um some of the other battles that he's dealt with mm-hmm. but people uh, what I've read is that people heard that and just feel more on this like mute R. Kelly thing cause it's yeah. like you kinda not I mean I don't know we don't know what's true what's not but I felt like people felt <laughs> This, what I read that people felt like the song only made him look guilty. Oh, yeah. yeah. And some of those quotables, like, when, not just what I've read, but some of the other things I read, it does seem weird. Yeah. It does read a little odd. Yeah. So, I don't know if we'll ever get the truth. I feel like we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> and then, I didn't have that much this week. Anything? No. I was not really paying attention. Me either. <laughs> I had a busy week. <laughs> had a busy week. But I did want to talk about... Oh, Charlemagne. So did you watch The Breakfast Club when his wife called in? Mm-hmm. And And then I read something that HBO was thinking about. Mm-hmm. I couldn't... One article said cancel, and then the other one said they're thinking about pulling the plug. They're- they were thinking about it. I okay. don't think they are. Though. I don't think they are either. Yeah. Once I again, think it's all going to blow over, to be honest. I, I feel more of that, too. Because, yeah. like, North Carolina, they already said they're not going to retry the case. So, the woman is now taking it to the Supreme Court. So right. We talked about that. There, but... but I was actually excited for his show. So, mm-hmm. I I wonder when they'll start production, I guess. Well, it's supposed to be just specials. And so, like, they're not supposed to be back-to-back anyways. But I think the first one is not supposed to come out until October or November. So, um, it wasn't for a couple more months anyways. So, what do we feel? Because, like, we like Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like, I don't know. Like, like I feel like he was he was very honest and 
it was accountable I for do. what his wrongdoings. He said what he did, right, and acknowledged that, and he also said what you know he did not do, right. I, I don't and know. And I just think there are some holes in when he, the different times that he's retold the story. Agreed. And so that's what's peop- that's what is making people question like, hmm, what's what going you, on? What's really the truth? What's right. really happening? Do are we ever gonna find out the whole complete truth? I no, don't know, probably not. To be honest, um, so. And that's just to go for any of the cases out right now. I read right. that Anthony Anderson from yeah that he that someone had um came out mm-hmm. saying that he had um sexually assaulted yeah assaulted them. So yeah. like which we'll see. We'll see. I mean, as much as you like people and you like to hope it's not true, the the mm-hmm. the thing is we don't know, and we've talked about this before. Like we don't know these people, so like you would hope they wouldn't do nothing like that, yeah. but like they certainly could. We have no idea. And then another one came up for Russell Simmons. Oh, and oh allegedly Lord. he started selling businesses, um, and he's in Bali. He's saying he's in Bali for vacation. People are saying he's in Bali because there's no extradition laws in Bali, so. If something does pop off, they literally can't. Rup row. Right. But again. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. So all we can do is. Speculate. Speculate, wait, watch, and see. That's interesting. <clears throat> but don't none of y'all release a song like R. Kelly. That's all I can say. Like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I think you just. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> anyway. That's all I really have, you know. I will say one thing though, because I know we talked about the Stevie J and Faith Evans marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I watched their music video today. Oh, how was it? Um, I I thought it was softcore porn. Oh, I was Jesus. like, what am I watching? <laughs> what am I watching? I whoa, Lord, I didn't need all that. <laughs> like the song isn't bad. Mm-hmm. We all know Faith Evans can sing, and right. Stevie has had hits. Right, right, but right. the watching them too was like felt like it's like you watching your parents. <laughs> yeah, because just like I don't feel like I should be watching this. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. If he blowing her back out, what's up? They married. That's what you do. You know what I mean? That's true. You know, parents do that. Right. Isn't that gross. And then when I say it's gross, I know when I'm like my parents' age, I like to hope I'm still getting my back blown out. Right. Even though I think it's gross. But you, I was about to say, but you know for your kids, they'll think it's gross. That's it. Ugh. <laughs> it's got a visual. Ew. <laughs> oh, 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 my oh. God. Oh, my God. Talk about something like else. A bad daydream. <laughs> like a night daydream. Oh, it's in my head. <laughs> Talk about something else. I don't have. Come on. Any other news? I have our question of the okay. week. That's all you move, have for move me. Move on, move on. Alrighty. Oh. Our question of the week was, what would you do if you were invisible? So we got a good amount of answers. I feel like most of y'all are thieves. <laughs> the art of single said, rob the bank. Rob all the banks. Dope tomorrow says, steal money. Headshot 1906 said, um, death robbing all the banks during the day. Then at night, I'm hitting all the stash houses and collecting all the ones thrown at the strip club. Uh, I feel like that's a little petty. (laughs) If you rob banks during the day. (laughs) To then go collect the ones from the strip club. They worked for it. (laughs) Freak of Nature said, destroy all Sally Mae, Navia, and Nelnet records. Um, Bees on the mic said, let the dogs out. Beloved and unbowed said, removed all in any and all debt under my name. Um, all shoot Miss Finesse said, destroy Navient. 
And Imperfectly Me blog said, listen in to some conversations that happened behind my back. So, Shanae, what would you do? Um, I'm not really sure. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't want to... The thought of stealing money sounds promising, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like if you steal money, you don't have to delete your files and Sally Mae and stuff. You right. just pay them pay off. Pay them off. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't really know. If I was invisible for a day, is it just for a day? Yes, just for a day. So the next day, I'm sure there will be questions about where the money went <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Stealing money is cool, right? Getting mm-hmm. what you need. I'll probably be like Robin Hood. I feel like I would take the money from evil people, though. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm doing some sort of justice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I would, like, pull pranks on people. See, I'm childish. I feel like I would, like, <laughs> someone pull a chair, I would pull out a little bit more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, like, they're eating food, and I'm, like, taking food off the plate, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> Where's the food going? I feel like I would be doing like childish stuff. Like, All day. like they turn the light off and I turn it on. <laughs> and they have to make them get back up to turn it back They're going to think their house is haunted and they're going to leave that house. I feel like that would be like some of the stuff I would do. Mm-hmm. I Well, so my first thing, I'm definitely deleting all my debt. I, I'll do that before stealing money because the only reason I'm stealing money is to pay off my loans. So if I could just delete all records of my loans, then I'm good to go with that. Because I feel like if you steal money and then pay off your debt, it's going to be like, well, where did this money come from? Like, it's going to cause too many true. questions. So, just, so I'm just, just going to delete it. all my records because I'd rather just have none. And but they could probably still salary. call. They could still be like, that's weird that it got deleted. They don't have any record of it. None. So, but, but I mean, you're not a computer whiz. You, like, would you crack in that encrypted code to make sure it's wiped? Yep. Are you doing training courses before your invisible day? Yes, preparation. You better off stealing money. Because you're going to delete it on a one file. And the next day, it should be deleted. I know there's no record of that. They're like, well, ma'am, in our hard drive file, XC71, we still have it here. So it's like you didn't really wipe it everywhere. I'm deleting all that ish. Okay. I think then I would like be like shredding people's deeds and making new ones. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then owning a lot of properties. (laughs) I was about to say I would steal a car. Own a lot of properties. And when this day come up, be like knocking on people's door. Hi. (laughs) I own this home. You can stay here. But your mortgage payment now is rent. (laughs) Um... First of every month. Thank you. Like, that's how that would go. Mm -mm -mm. No, I think I would probably... I like doing doing pranks and stuff on people. Okay. I do that now. Mm-hmm. So it would be fun to like really sit there and they can't see you mm-hmm. to really get the effect. Yeah, that's cool. This is sponsored by One Love, One Earth. One Love, One Earth is a body care line made from all natural, sustainably sourced raw ingredients. Their mission is to donate a portion of proceeds to the World Wildlife Fund, as well as the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. This will be an experience you can trust and quality you can count on. Visit them at www.oneloveoneearth.com for all of your body care needs. Okay, everyone. So we're really excited to have Julie Wadley with us today. Uh, She's a matchmaker and her company is Ellie Simone LLC. 
I'm really happy to have her. I know uh, maybe two episodes ago, I mentioned that like I wanted to find one, and mm-hmm. I just started sending emails, and she responded. It was very open to it, so we're grateful. So, welcome to Good Girls Behaving Badly podcast. We're happy to have you here to talk with us. So, how are you doing today? Uh, thank you. Good, good. I'm happy to be here. I love the name of your podcast. Oh, thank, oh, thank you. you. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to dig right on in. So, like, how did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Like, mm-hmm. how did you become a matchmaker? Yeah, you know, what's funny is that it had nothing to do with me at all. It was actually my sister. So um, we were just having a really uh, good time in New York. I was visiting her. And, um, you know, as usual, when girlfriends and friends and family get together, the one thing that all girls like to talk about are men. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were just kind of getting into um, the groove of what she got going on in her dating life of another friend that was uh, dating someone. And... You know, the whole time they were venting to me and, you know, me being married, I usually end up being that kind of like <laughs> voice of reason, like, why is it that they do this and why is it that they do that? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I do in this situation? And so I was sitting there like looking at two gorgeous, college educated, fantastic, wonderful women who if I, I said, if I were a man, I would be like, yes, I would love to <laughs> date and or marry you. And I'm like, what is it? Like, what, why is it that we have such a hard time now mm-hmm. with dating and being in relationships? And it wasn't just my friends and my sister. It was a lot of women. I mean, out of all the girlfriends that I, that I had, I was the only one who was married and I'm like, what is going on? So, um, you know, after that weekend, my sister and I, we were just kind of talking about our, you know, passions, our lives, you know, what we want to do with it. And it wasn't corporate America. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of like, you know, what is, if any career or what job or what, what opportunity would you, would you do if you, you know, could do anything? And so she said, you know, you should do matchmaking. And then when you are matchmaker, you can hook me up with my husband. And then, <laughs> you know, we laughed it off. But I was like, whatever. Like, there ain't no real job. <laughs> but then I did the I did the research and I realized that not only is a real job and career, but it is a multi-million dollar industry. Just the dating and relationships is a multi-billion dollar industry. Mm. So I was like, you know what? (laughs) I might need to to look into this. So I did my research and realized that there was actually a institute that certified matchmakers. Oh, wow. I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. And not only that, I went and got my uh, certification as a life coach and a relationship coach because I felt like, you know, it wasn't just matching people up because I don't think people actually have an issue with being matched to someone. Mm -hmm. I think the real issue is keeping that relationship and really figuring out what it is that you want out of your life Mm -hmm. so that you can better understand the type of partner that you need for the life that you want. So long story short, it was really just a passion project that turned into my my career nice so how did you meet your husband i know you've been married for a bit so how did you guys meet yeah yeah we actually met the second night of my college uh years wow so uh yeah and the thing is i didn't really meet him in the best circumstances because um 
know, my sister had already had already been there for her freshman year, and I was following behind her like always. And so one of the things that I hated, which was a pet peeve of mine, is people referring to me as, you know, you're so-and-so's little sister. Mm-hmm, so he that. rolls up to me, and he's like, yo, you're so-and-so's little sister. And I said, yep, peace out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was annoyed from the gate. So, I, you know, ever since then, I was like, oh, you're the one who, you know, called me, didn't even want to know my name. You just referred to me as my sister like everybody else in my life. Right. So, you know, it took a while for us to kind of, you know, kind of get back to square one and realize that he was a cool dude. And we ended up being friends and that turned into being best friends. And then that, you know, the rest is history. So we've been together for, it's going on 19, 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, just about the whole like matchmaking institute is it i mean i honestly i instantly think of like college is it like different classes different courses within that journey to be certified certified and if so like i don't know is it like matchmaking 101 like is it like yeah. human connection 102 like <laughs> So what is your niche market? Right. Man, or 
or, you know, will be forever, you know, a single mom or forever, you know, being the last pick. So I said, I want to change the narrative on just black women and their, you know, viability as a, as a future wife. And what better way of doing that than by working specifically with that, with that group. So in your experience, do you feel like it's more challenging for black women than other races to find a partner? Like I've certainly read articles about it and I've heard people kind of debate about it, but as you are, you know, matchmaking specifically for women of color, do you feel like we have more hurdles to jump through to find love? Just curious about your insight there. Um, I do think that we have more hurdles to um, go through just because we are, our reputation is preceding us, right? Mm. So um, we have a reputation of being mannish. We have a reputation of being, you know, aggressive and uh, wearing the pants in the family, being uh, super aggressive, not allowing our counterparts, our male counterparts to lead in the relationship and being, you know, that neck rolling, um, you know, all up in your business, challenging you all the time, uh, you know, the kind of this mix between Mammy and, you know, Olivia Pope. So we can't really, society tells us that we can't really win when it comes to our personal lives. Of course, we can start a business. Of course, we can, you know, be highly educated and we can run a, run a boardroom. We can raise children, obviously, but can we, can we keep a man and not just any man, but, you know, a successful man who's at the top of his game, um, you know, who absolutely adores us and not looking for anything more than that. Mm-hmm. So all this to say, it is difficult from a, from a kind of like a perspective of, <clears throat> again, comparatively speaking, all of our other counterparts, it's easier for them because they don't have a stereotype. It, they, they, they have the luxury of being individuals. Right. And I can say, you can say this for any type of topic, right? Our white, Japanese, or Asian, um, you know, uh, Hispanic, whatever, they all can be individuals. No one's saying, oh, those white women, they're all this, or those Latino women, they're all that. Nobody's saying that. So they don't have to deal with the hurdle or the, the baggage that comes with our reputation. Yeah, that's true. Um, so when you're, when you get inquiries for um, people that want to be matched um, what, do you you have certain requirements that they have to meet, or um, do they have to have a certain lifestyle to be open to being matched? No, I mean certainly they have to afford the fee. Right. But outside of that, <laughs> let's keep that clear. Um, you know, outside of that, you don't have to be a certain you know person. You don't have to make a certain amount of money. You don't have to be you know in a certain circle or you know kind of like uh like you have to be this elite person you don't have to have any of that Mm -hmm. what you have to be is um willing to hear and accept constructive criticism Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to be coached you have to be willing to say okay i am 
the way I've been doing things hasn't really worked out in my favor. I'm reaching out to a professional who does this on the regular, and I'm going to pay attention to what she's saying rather than saying, okay, Julie, I'm paying you a buttload of money, and here's what you're going to do for me. Mm. And I am. That's a pimp. You don't get what you want, you know, for this money. I'm going to help you reach your goals through the services that I provide. So have you ever had someone that was not coachable and how did you kind of overcome that challenge? Do you ever just drop somebody and be like, <laughs> never mind? Oh, absolutely. All, <laughs> the all the time. Yeah. I mean, all the time. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've dropped men. Mm. I've dropped women. Um, I've dropped people who, you know, they're ready to, they're ready to drop a check today. And I'm like, you know what? I want, I, I value my peace of mind mm-hmm. more than I value your money. Right. Um, and a lot of people aren't, won't, won't do that, right? You know, some people or some companies will just be like, okay, well, I'll just take your money and then I'll string you along or I'll just throw you anybody and, and you know, that'd be the end of it. But because I really want to help people and I don't want to be bothered with people who don't feel like they need my help, they just want my network, I'm good. Like, mm. I, you can go somewhere else with that. Match.com is always available to you. <laughs> so, when you're making matches, are all the matches, like, your clients? Like, if you're matching a girl and a guy, both of them are your clients? Like, how do you... Because my thing is, does your stock power get low where you... <laughs> you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like... Yeah. Is it tough? No, and... and, and no, not at all. And okay. I don't... I don't how many matchmakers are still doing that because it's just too difficult uh, to match client to client. It mm. has to be, <laughs> you gotta have like the hand of God on your business um, for that to happen. But um, not to say that mine, mine doesn't, but I have clients and my job is to find matches for them. So mm-hmm. whether or not they're in my database, whether they're in my colleagues' databases, or whether they are on the street, that my job is to, you know, network, get to know people, um, do some scouting and vetting uh, to make sure that I am introducing or presenting people who I know that they would connect well with. Okay. So when they like meet up, do you set them up on a date or is it like, and I know this is, every service isn't like this, but like millionaire matchmaker, she'll do like a cocktail hour or something and have like several yeah. different people. How does it work in like the real world? Cause I know that's <laughs> TV. So I know like, you know, well, you know, some people, some people, some ma- I'll say this, some matchmakers do something similar to that where they would, before they, before they introduce them to the ones that they've selected, uh, they would send them out to an event um, where they would kind of see how they would work in a crowd of men or a crowd of women um, and then broker some type of connection if he, he or she chooses someone in particular. Um, sometimes matchmakers will say, okay, I'm going to give you a certain number of matches. I'm going to put you in the same room with, you know, 20, 25 people. You pick the five that you like, and then that'll be, that'll be the agreement. But for the most part, I'll say like 95% of the matchmakers would do, um, you know, matches where it's actually curated, right? Mm -hmm. Where, so... I'm looking through my database, I'm looking, you know, I'm reaching out to colleagues or, um, you know, trying to, I have recruiters who I say, let's, I'm looking for a specific person. 
you go out and you find that person and you vet them, you interview them, make sure that they're legit, and then you present. Um, you either present that person to your client or you just set up the date. For me, I like to present them before they go out on a date. I don't like blind dates. Mm-hmm. If I were if I were single, I wouldn't want a blind date. <laughs> Even if I had a matchmaker, I'd be like, no, I need to see homeboy be- just because. Right. Because it's 2018 and there's just too much going on in the world for me to not be safe or to not have my own, you know, judgment involved. Right. Um, so I do offer the ability for my clients to see who they're being matched up with first and agree to it. But for the most part, I set up the date. I coordinate activities, and I call it an experience rather than a date because dating right now is basically um, a really cool word for interviewing. Mm. And interviewing sucks. I don't know how many <laughs> interviews y'all been on, but every interview I've been on sucks. And you know what you do in an interview. You put your best foot forward. You say absolutely everything you think they want to hear, right. and then you hope that they you get picked at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That is not a date. That is that is not how you're going to connect with someone. Uh, so I like to create experiences where, given my clients' passions, what they enjoy, what really makes them happy, I want to create an an, an, an experience where they're doing what they love with that new person, so that you're more focused on building a building a connection and in, in enjoying and sharing an experience with each other, rather than okay, let's sit in front of each other over food and just talk about the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> so, like, for your clients, is there an age minimum? Because, like, we're 26. <laughs> are we, are we, you see what I'm trying to do here. Are we, <laughs> are we too young to, to, <laughs> are we too young to be like, hey, you want to give us some help? Is there like a minimum where you're like too young or? So I'll say this. When it comes to, so I, I kind of separate coaching and matchmaking. Okay. Coaching, anybody can be coached, right? But for matchmaking, I generally stick to people who are at least in their 30s. Hmm. The reason why, and, I, and I've had clients who were in their 20s. Like my, my youngest client was 26. Okay. And that was, so hard. He was the hardest person <laughs> I ever worked hmm. with because when you are that young, you feel like you still have choices. And I know that that sounds crazy, but it's like you're more focused on how they look yeah, rather than who they are as people and what they value as a person and what they kind of bring to the table, right? Mm -hmm. Because you are still young, you're still, and I'm not saying you, but the general you. Right. When you're at that age, you feel like there's still options, right? So you're only going to agree to, like, the Beyonce's. Give me the Gabrielle Union's. Give me the, you know, Michael B. Jordan's. Give me the, you know what I mean? So you're you're more focused on does he turn me on mm-hmm. rather than when you're older and you've done you've been you've been around the block and around the city and you're like look here I'm looking for somebody who I could just be cool with like <laughs> let's just let's just be let's just be of the same mind you got the same values I got you you not trying to be out here in these streets posing for Instagram you're not trying to do all that you're really just trying to. Share your life. You you really done with all the 
the BS. You know what I mean? You're too old. You're too grown for, for all this rigmarole. You really just want to settle down and be with someone who, you know, makes you happy, makes you laugh, and y'all y'all can just do stuff together. So my clientele generally hovers around late 30s to even early 50s. Mm. That's, that's my lane. Okay. Most of my clients, most of my clients who have been that young are so, like, image-focused. They're mm-hmm. like, eh, he's too this. She's not enough that. And I'm like, did you even look at her profile? Did you even see, like, that she, you know, is has a nonprofit? Did you know that he, you know, ran a ministry? Like, none of that matters. <laughs> what matters is, do they look good in that photo? <laughs> well, I mean, I can understand that. Um, and I was always thinking, because, you know, in your 20s, I, I thought it would be more of a... We're still trying to find ourselves, so I wonder sometimes, that was my thought, was like, is it, we too young because we're still trying to find out who we are? So right. then it could be probably hard to sit down and articulate the type of person. FYI, that's totally not me. I feel like I'm like <laughs> your clients who like, I just want someone to be cool with. I just want to kick it with somebody because I just don't have time, but that's just me. <laughs> And maybe I'll just email you about a consultation later. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just... I, that's just me. I mean, that's definitely part of it. That's definitely part of it. You know, what I what I find is that there are a lot of people who are in their late 20s who are still trying to figure it out, right? Like, they may have careers and they're 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 just starting to inch toward their goals and you know they're 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 right at the cusp of being established they're not there yet but they're still trying to figure it out they've started over some people who you know they're like i I got out of college did the whole corporate america thing for a few years realized that wasn't my thing now i'm going back to grad school or now you know i'm i've been in a relationship for a long time and that didn't produce a marriage so i'm back in these you know dating streets so yeah, there's a there's a lot of you know transition for people who are in their late twenties because it's that line of de- that line of demarcation between you just got out of college and you're free to now who am I like who who am I really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to backtrack really quick because I know you said that people have to be willing to accept criticism. So had there ever been a time where you have to kind of explain to someone that they're, what they do is the reason that they're single and it's not that they're not meeting quality people, but it could be kind of on their own fault? Yeah, you know, I, um, I've i been blessed in that um, I'm really self-aware and mm-hmm. that I know that I know which clients will not work for me. I've only I've only had a few times early in my early in my business where I've had to refund because um, clients um, criteria had shifted from what we originally talked about. So they would change their minds and say, "No, I only really want this this type of person." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm not I'm not doing that." Mm-hmm. But I do have um, <laughs> I do have one p- client potential client who. Um, he was a <laughs> he was a man, <laughs> and um, he had you know self-professed that he had done his dirt. He was you know he 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 did all the stuff that he shouldn't he shouldn't have done. But now he had you know gone back to church. He was trying to live right. He was trying and he was looking for 
you know, his missus. And he said, you know, um, I want her to be X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, this guy sounds like he's got his head on straight. Great. Awesome. And he's like, yeah, but one thing. I need her to be a virgin. Oh. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm going to need you to rewind that for five seconds and start again. What did you just say? <laughs> he said, well, I feel like I need to be with a virgin. And I'm like, can I ask you why? Right. Why is that, why is that important to you? And he's like, well, <clears throat> I just feel like, you know, for the Bible, you know, you don't want to, um, you know, commit adultery and da 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 da. So I want my wife, I want, I want to be the first for my wife. I want to. And I'm like, okay, but can I, can I ask if you're a virgin? Right. You know, I've done, you know, I've done my thing. So now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm re, what did he say? He said, um, <laughs> revirginizing. He, he, yes. He, I don't even know the term, but he, you know, he, he's a born again virgin. Right. So mm. said, well, sir, I'm not going to ask a woman for about her sexual uh, history. Like, I'm not going to ask her if she's a virgin. He's like, well, I feel like if I'm paying you, you should be able to ask anybody anything. And I said, well, there's a limit. Right. <laughs> what I'm willing to ask. And, and to be honest with you, that's. The, the whole virgin criteria, to me, I'm not comfortable asking that of a woman. And I don't, and I still have yet to really understand why that's important enough for me to ask that. Like, you're not really giving me, um, you know, like, I mean, does she have an STD? Okay, you know what I mean? Like, right. those things are like, it's like health, health reasons, right? There's health reasons as to why. But, because he was given, he, he gave himself grace, and he was not willing to give his potential partner grace. I had a fundamental conflict with that. Right. So I said, you know what? I think, I think this is where our conversation is going to end. I cannot help you because I don't feel like I would be able to get you the type of person that you're looking for. Right. And he's just like, well, what do you mean? Like, I, I feel like if I'm paying you, but you're not paying me, <laughs> I haven't taken your money. So I'm not going to do it. So, you know, he hopped and puffed, and, and that was, you know, that was the end of it. But I was just like, man, when people, and that's, and that's the thing that I um, deal with occasionally, um, and especially from men, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that they feel like <laughs> when, you, when you're when you putting money down, you feel like you are, you are entitled to anything and everything that you want. Like you have like this wish list that you feel like you can get because you're paying money. No, sir, you're not paying, again, not a pimp. <laughs> We're not paying for blonde hair, blue eyes with, you know, a double D and a big butt. Like, you're not, you can't just, you know, go down a menu and check off all these attributes that you think that you can have because you're dropping some money. What I am helping you to do is figure out the type of woman or man that is going to complete this lifestyle that you have set out for yourself that will give you you know, the partnership and fulfillment that you want in your life. I'm not here to help validate your ego or stroke your ego or put candy on your arm. Mm-hmm. That's just not what I'm here for. Yes. So um, it's stuff like that where, you know, things that I have to deal with, um, you know, other other people, other men, um, you know, he was five, six. He wanted an Instagram model. He was overweight. Um, and he wanted, he was just like, well, you know, I need to date Instagram models. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, how? Lies. That's about to say, I was to say, lies.com. You know, and I, you know, I 
I'm like, how is how does that happen? Um, you know, unless unless you have a certain uh, another income level that I'm not aware of, aware of, or another source of income that I'm not aware of, I don't know how you're able to pull Instagram models. He's like, well, great personality. Because you know, I'm like, I, I asked him what he did, and you know, he had an income range, and I'm like, still, I don't. I don't you know, see I'm like, it. Why do you feel like? I'm like, well, why do you? Why do you want you 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 quoted Instagram models? You said Instagram models. He was just like, well, I'm just used to dating tens. I'm like, well, if you're used to dating tens, then why are, why do you need me? Right. Why okay. Are you here for me. Like, what are, what do you what do you need from me if you're already getting what you're looking for? And he was just like, well, I just want someone who's not going to pay me for my money. Okay, but sir, that's what they he do. Realize that my awesome. Instagram models, that's what they're there for. He's like, well, I'm not really looking for an Instagram model. I just want her to look like an Instagram model. I'm like, sir, let me tell you something. These Instagram models are looking for Instagram models. Are you an Instagram model? <laughs> because right now, those type of women are looking for men who are at least six feet, who ha- make at least a couple more have have at least a couple more zeros next to their paycheck. Facts. And um. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's something that you can do. He's like, well, if I stand on my wallet, I'll be tall enough. I'm like, oh, oh just no. This conversation. Just let me go into this conversation because you're, you're clearly insecure. Right. Yeah. with your money and you are looking for someone who's going to, again, stroke your ego. Right. Or to overcompensate for some insecurity that you have. So this is where our conversation is going to be. <laughs> So, like, going back to him requesting a virgin, and, you you know, you ask when you scout and to find people dates or matches, thinking it made me think of, because we've talked about finances before, is that, like, kind of a big thing for most of your clients, especially for probably more women? Is that, like, a thing for them where they want the, their match to be in a certain financial level? How do you feel about that? Because I know in the past I've received some heat <laughs> on my want to be, like, financially equally yoked with a potential mate. So I just wonder your views on that as a kind of expert on the finance category. Like, if I came to you and I'm like, he need to have a credit score of a certain amount, like, is that a realistic expectation? Would you tell me, like, I could try, but you need to be open? Yeah, so here's what I think a lot of women miss when they when they say that they're looking for someone who is <clears throat> who makes as, as much money as they do or more. Or when they talk about finances as if, you know, they, the man has to be in a, in a, a more financially um, successful or um, more stable uh, financial situation than they are. It's not the money that is the, the issue. It's really what the money represents that is really what women are looking for. And so I usually ask them, okay, what does the money mean? Like, what, what, do you, what do you think you are going to get? Or what do you think this relationship is going to look like if this man has this amount of money? And they say, well, I just know that, you know, I won't have to worry about um, sponsoring him. I don't, have to be, I don't have to worry about being broke. I don't have to worry about, you know, if something happens, that I'm going to have to be the one to um, take over. And I feel like if that happens, then I'm going to be wearing the pants in the family, and that's going to come up with a whole bunch of, you know, conflict. And I said, okay, 
So what it sounds like is you are looking for security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right? And she said, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, okay. So instead of talking about numbers, talk about what the numbers represent. Instead of talking about, you know, money, what does the money represent? And then when you, so when you dig a little deeper, you're going to find out what you're, what you're really going after. Because there are so many men who, on paper, make millions of dollars. But guess what? They broke. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They got IRS in their behind. Guess what? They got five baby mamas that they have to deal with. Right. So it's not about the number. And so I, you know, I, and, and I say that women miss that because most of the time it's the women who are make, you know, want to make sure that the man is financially secure. Most men are not saying, yo, what's her paycheck looking like? Like, what is she doing? Like, they're, they're not thinking about that. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about other things. So I usually just tell women, like, and, and I can tell you, you have to get to the root of what you're actually, you know, what what the value um, or quality in the in the man that you're looking for that's going to give you the relationship that you're looking for. So if you're looking for a relationship where, you know, you're a traveler, you go, you know, your your year is usually spent twice out of overseas, and that's the lifestyle that you want to continue having, then you know that the man that is with you is going to have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Whether he makes, you know, $50,000 more than you or $5,000 less than you, is he a traveler? Is he someone that can afford this a lifestyle that I am looking for? Right. So you want to kind of get a little bit deeper than the surface level. All right. <laughs> give me some personal insight. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, Shanae and I, we're very much into, like, therapy and resolving childhood traumas. Have you ever had a situation where you felt like someone needed to, you know, make themselves more whole before they you even tried to match them with anyone? And you suggested that they, you know, take some time to uh, self-evaluate? Yeah, I mean, so generally during my, um, my consultations, um, I ask, I ask about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll bring, sometimes they will bring it up. Yes, I saw, you know, I've, I've gone to therapy or I'm in therapy and people are pretty open, thank goodness, about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been times where um, the course of the, the, the course of the conversation, there's a lot of different um, trauma that happened in past relationships or trauma that happened um, in their childhood that is impacting why they're in, you know, they're not achieving their relationship goals today that we uncovered. And I, and I would ask, have you sought any, you know, counseling? Have you ever gone, um, for, to, to therapy about that? And they'll say, well, no. I'm like, okay, well, um, I feel like that's something that you may need to look into before doing this. And it's not, I don't even, I wouldn't even work with them as a matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Because anybody who is not whole, and I, and I use that word, um, I, I, I don't take that word lightly. Um, anyone who is still reeling from the past or their past is controlling their, their present and their future is not ready to be matched. Because mm-hmm. the people who are ready to be matched are those who are coming as 
whole people. They are living their best lives. They are absolutely 100% okay being single as they are. And all they're looking for is someone to share a fantabulous life that they already have. If there's anything less than that, you either need coaching or something more, um, uh, something more um, serious, like a, uh, I shouldn't say serious because it's not, it's not really the right term, but something more along the lines of counseling or therapy that, that you require some work to just get to the point where you're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've definitely um, talked to people who, you know, I've coached people who've had therapy, but I've made sure that they... <laughs> They've had it first, um, and usually, converse, you know, us having a conversation would, would, would draw that out. Right. So, do you have any clients that you first coached, and then eventually you transferred them over to being their matchmaker? Um, no, because usually my coaching is teaching you to prepare. Like, I, and I use fishing um, as a as an analogy often. Um, before you are prepared to go fishing, you kind of need to make sure you have the right tools. Mm-hmm. So one of my coaching is, do you have the right tools to go fishing? Okay, great. Do you know what you're fishing for? <laughs> let's figure out what, let's figure out what type of fish you are actually looking for so that you know which lake to go to or you know which body of water you need to be in in order to fish for the type of fish that you want. And then matchmaking is really, okay, you really don't feel like fishing. You could if you wanted to. You have the tools, but, but for whatever reason you can't, I'm going to bring the fish to you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the life cycle of my, um, of my businesses. So I don't I, – it, it, it all depends on the goals. Right. Um, if I teach you how to fish, you don't necessarily need for me to, to give you the fish. Right. Um, if you – uh, want fish, you want me to give you the fish, but you don't know what you want, you don't know what type of fish you want, you don't even know what's going on in your life, yo, you don't need to be doing this right now. <laughs> you don't need to be out here with a fork and knife ready to eat. You're not ready to eat. Gotcha. I like that. <laughs> You're not ready to eat. Um, so once you've paired two people, they are getting along and say they've been on like five dates. How long are you still involved in, you know, man maintaining their match? Or is that the point where you kind of fall back and let them take the wheel? Oh, I'm out. I'm out after the first. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm out after the first introduction. And the reason why is because if you signed up <clears throat> for matchmaking with me and I match you to someone who you are, you know, you're, you found a connection with, great. Go have at it. Y'all do your thing. Um, I'm not coaching you, right. you know. So that's not that's not you know my lane. Uh, so after I've after I've introduced the two of you, and I get feedback from the guy, I get feedback from the gal, and they both want to see each other again. I'm like, great. Let me give you his contact information. Let me give you her contact information. I recommend, guy, you reach out to the gal first, and y'all continue your connection. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. <laughs> that's that's the extent of my work with you if I'm if I'm matching you because matchmaking is really just about the connection right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you just don't have time to find someone so again I'm bringing you the fish I'm not putting the fish in your mouth and I'm not telling you how to chew right <laughs> so do you but do you ever check back I mean because I know like sometimes oh yeah you know I've seen okay. matchmakers have their like 
success rate or yeah. they say how many people got married or how many people are still together. So do you like, when do you check back in and say, how's it going? How's it going? Or is everything still going well? Yeah. If it's a, if it's a successful match, then I reach out every, for the first, for the first um, month, I'll say I'll check in like once a, once a week just to see because the first, the first, month or so of a budding relationship is so delicate Mm -hmm. anything can like tear it off like anything can um make it go left right so i'm kind of checking in every week um because there's usually well i really liked him but he didn't do x y and z i'm like okay well did you do this did you do that and that's only if they ask right Right. i'm not offering and it's that part of it but if they ask i'm like well did you do this did you do that blah 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 um, or they could say, you know what, we're still going strong. Thanks, Julie. All right, great. After about the first month, I'm I'm really only checking in, you know, maybe once every two months, just to see if you guys are still together. If not, then I'll ask why. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I I try to leave people alone because I don't want them to feel like I'm a third wheel <laughs> or I'm a third party or I'm your mama. Like I'm not. Right. I'm not going to So do you measure success by just them, the first match and them staying together for a month or so? Is that success for you? No. So success for me is, do you want to see them again? After Mm. the first time uh, you guys are introduced, you guys are introduced by me. It's not something that, you know, you guys put together. I put it together in the hopes that you guys find a connection. If you did, that's a success to me. I successfully created a connection. What you do with that connection is entirely up to you. And sometimes, um, you know, it takes, it takes certain skills to be in a relationship. A lot of people aren't, don't really get that. They're like, Oh, you know, it's the guy. If the guy is for me, then everything will, you know, everything will work out right. But that's not the case. You Mm -hmm. actually have to have good relationship skills, good dating skills in order to make something work. And there has to be a willingness to continue um, building that connection. So I don't, I don't count that as my success because that's your, that's on you. Right. Whether it goes left or whether it goes right, that's on you. Those are the skills that you've built up and you've brought to the table to, to move on. Now, if you're like, Julie, for some reason, I just can't get it together. I'm like, okay, let's, let's do some coaching. Let's get into it because there's something, there's something sabotaging or getting in your way that it doesn't matter who I put in front of you is going to go left. I was just so excited by what you were saying that while I was like pointing, I threw my phone and my phone dropped. But I was like, yes. I just felt very passionate about what you said. <laughs> so I just um my guess question is more of like you've been married for a long time mm-hmm. you you know you've had your business for a long time and so I'm gonna ask for a little free advice for some young twenty somethings <laughs> who want to find I always say they're like partner like their person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know for myself it's like I don't really want to date to date I want to like I want my name I I want my last name dropped. I want my eggs cracked. I want to be married. I want to have kids one day. I want to 
Do you feel me? Like I, I, I'm, 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 I'm through with it. Is there any advice, any anything for for some twenty somethings who are maturing and realizing what they want? Because I gotta be honest with you, Tinder and stuff is like really difficult. There's a lot of trash. <laughs>
So you don't have to deal with the BS. You don't have to deal with the representative. You you here getting to know the real person, and they're getting to know the real you, so that you can bypass the foolishness and bypass the shadiness that most people attribute to dating, like the whole ghosting and the texting and what happened here and he didn't do this and she didn't do that. If you're just taking it like I just I'm out here building friendships. Mm-hmm. If it turns into something, great. If it doesn't, that's fine too. But that's how people need to be approaching dating. Mm-hmm. Um, people in like France and um, Spain and all that, they group date. And you know how group dating works? Because it, it's, it's so casual. It's so comfortable. Nobody's putting on airs. Nobody's, um, you know, has these trapped up expectations. Nobody's, everybody's just having a good time. And so... When you're in a group and you're like, you know, this this guy's cool here. You guys go off on your own, and now you're your own kind of pair. That's what that that works. Mm-hmm. So I think that you should just kind of focus on having a good time, building a connection, and building like building genuine friendships. Thank you. That was like some dropping the jewels. <laughs> I, I know, and I. When I'm passionate, I just be on a rip. So sometimes I have to like. You're fine. No, you're giving us all jewels. You're giving us all Uh, good stuff. Um. So I think one of my last couple questions will be: How often do people use matchmakers? Like, how common is it? Because I feel like a lot of people think of going to a matchmaker as a last resort, which it may be for some. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it could be more common than we realize. Yeah. Um, by the amount of people that, um, is in my inbox? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and and I'm not, it's not just me, it's my colleagues, um, it's, um, you know, people who are, um, kind of in the relationship space, like, you know, the Derek Jacksons and the Stephen Labossiers and the Tony Mm -hmm. Gaskins and all that, um, or Robin, Rob, uh, Rob Hill. See, there, there's so many people who are, who are looking for, looking for something that they can't get on their own. Mm-hmm. Somehow it's, it's missing. So matchmaking, it's still a last resort for most people. Mm-hmm. And especially with our culture, because we just don't, we just don't like asking for help. We don't yeah. like seeming weak or seeming desperate or seeming like, we don't have everything together, you know. Um, most people think that matchmaking is for the well-to-do or for people who got a, a excess amount of money. And yeah, it's expensive, but um, for the most part, they're like some people are real kind of quote-unquote old school. They're like, oh, you know, I ain't trying to do all that. I'm barely online, you know. <laughs> they barely, <laughs> but yet they're, you know, yet they're looking at somebody's Facebook friends to, you know, right. To see who, you know, who's cute in your friends. Like, mm, you kind of cute who your friends. So clearly there is a benefit to um, all these tools that we have at our disposal. I just think people are just being very private about it. Okay, got you. Um, and so my last question is for your sister. Did you ever get to find her a match? I did. I oh. actually set her up with a couple guys. 
but she ended up moving to uh, moving back to our to our you know native home Nigeria. So she's there now. Um, but the guy that I matched her up with was amazing. He was you know exactly what she was looking for. It's just you know for um, unfortunately he didn't have the right skills, mm-hmm. um, or he just wasn't in the right place to really sustain that relationship. I really do believe that they had genuine love and connection to each other. But he was just in a place where. You know, he's just like, okay, it's either I, I concentrate on you or I concentrate on building my business and building his business one out. So, um, hmm. you know, it's just, it's real life stuff that we have to deal with. Yeah. Timing is huge. Yeah. You know, timing is so huge. And you think about it, like some, some women have complained, well, I was with him when he was at his lowest. I was with him all these years. We broke up and the next year he get married. What? And the thing is, it's timing. Yeah. Sometimes you just you just catch him at a really good time, or you catch him at a really bad time, and it's not has nothing to do with you. So you know, you, there's a very small window that men are like, okay, I'm ready, and unfortunately, they have the luxury of saying, yeah, I want to get married, so I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a propose to my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We don't have that luxury. So you know, sometimes. Um, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of difficult. Uh, she's still dating. She's out, she's out there. She's met a whole lot of great guys, and I coach her um, <laughs> <laughs> often <laughs> because you know, the, again, it's about relationship skills. About it's about maintaining the connection that you got. Right. Okay. I don't have any other questions, but I just feel like this was great. <laughs> it was. Thank I you. I feel like you dropped some okay. jewels, and I. Learn about it because I always said it. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna wait till I'm thirty. <laughs> but if if it, I'm gonna wait till I'm in the right and try to get closer to that right age range, <laughs> and then I'll be calling you. If so, you don't already find someone. if I don't already find someone, but I'm sure I will. But if I don't, <laughs> you receive yeah. a call from me. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes it's really just about changing the perspective. It's like you know, what? I will build some really great connections i'm gonna go out here i'm gonna find someone to like really connect with and you'd be surprised how the power of positive thinking works yeah very so true i agree actually, you don't actually yeah you don't actually need a matchmaker and again uh, i'm i'm not one for you know being salesy most people just this isn't this isn't like you know step number one this is step number like 15 <laughs> so i would say step number one is really just Get out there and be your authentic self. Go to places where you really enjoy yourself because when you're really enjoying yourself, you don't have to worry about, am I smiling? Am I being approachable? Am I doing this? Am I, you know, are men going to want to approach me? Don't even worry about that. If you're in a place where you really enjoy yourself, you're really having a good time, you will bring light. Light attracts light. So if you are being that light, trust and believe you will attract the type of person that you want. Okay, great. Thank you so much. So, if our listeners want to contact right. you for a coaching or um, mm-hmm. for matchmaking, how, what's the best way to get in contact with you? So, the best way is to just go on my website, www.elisimone.com. Um, there's a link over there to um, contact me, uh, schedule a consultation. Uh, so, we can just kind of, you know, build a plan, like figure out a strategy to get you where you want to be all right great that was great yeah. i feel like <laughs> she's I love got it. her life 
No, I really enjoyed this. Like, yes. <laughs> so, thank guys. You. I appreciate it. Thank you again for being a guest. And for our listeners, thank you all for listening. And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.